Hello everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Matchpoint Paradox Sports Stars Cricket Podcast. My name is Lavanya and in this episode I'm joined by my colleagues Amol Karatkar, Lalit Kalidas, Deepak Raghav and Shayana Acharya. It's quite a panel as promised last time. We've brought some of these guys together to talk about the second round of Ranji Trophy matches that have um, just gotten over. We will also be discussing the India Sri Lanka series and the upcoming Women's Cricket World Cup. So stick around so that you catch up with all of these things before we get into the episode this is a gentle reminder for you to just hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and support the podcast you can also check your notifications icon so you don't miss a single episode from sports stuff so deepak amol lalit you guys have joined in in the beginning how are you guys doing yeah, i'm good had a good match here both matches were quite close in guwahati Mm-hmm. so we had delhi versus uh, jharkhand which uh, was an outright result game where jharkhand won by 15 runs it was a very close encounter that turned on its head in the last couple of hours and similarly the chatisgarh tamil nadu game was heading towards a result but chatisgarh batsman managed to draw it so we are this is group h in the ranji trophy the last eighth of the elite groups and it is probably the most closest where all four teams have a chance to qualify right now for a change i saw bombay win a close match something that uh, everyone in, involved in mumbai cricket seems to have forgotten in the last 3 4 years so that was a good note for a while i sneaked out to watch uh, chirag jani one of the unsung heroes in domestic cricket get to his 200 one of the milestone moment it was it was actually a promotion for him to number 3 usually bats down the order at 7 or 8 so to see him actually make the most of that opportunity was also uh, really good it felt good the, the only bad thing was uh, poor soul doesn't have any pictures clicked for his because there is no photographer over here lalit what was your experience like in the past week yeah uh, it was a good week in chennai uh, uh, it was my first experience from the sidelines and i covered the uh, railways pondicherry match uh, in the group c match it's been a tri- tricky group so far uh, with karnataka would have hoped to seal their uh, spot in the knockouts by now but uh, railways railways were able to spring a surprise on a very hard surface at gurunanak in the first round and which has been the case with their second round match as well against pondicherry uh, but now uh, karnataka has got to thank prasid krishna and karun nair who were able to come back to the squad at the right time probably and chip in and do well for the team and get an outright win before the round 3 matches begin so that's how this uh, group stands as of now and it will be a very interesting round 3 as well so if you're wondering why these people are talking about going and watching these games it's because obviously the press is allowed even though audiences are not and sports star and the hindu has a tradition of going and actually covering ranji trophy matches our reporters go to various venues and get you live updates from these games as you would have known this past week amol's and lalit's social media handles deepak to has been tweeting from the first round itself have been buzzing with all of the updates from the ground lalit in fact you were supposed to go for a different game weren't you you had all your build up yes. for your jump for the jammu and kashmir game and then you yeah. ended up going for another one did you manage to catch that game at all any of the updates from um, the not really i mean uh, only the few updates and the minimal videos that bcci has been uploading that's been my only <clears throat> update from that game uh, but yeah nevertheless uh, this was a fun experience as well uh, watching the railways pondicherry game even though it was not as important as the jammu kashmir and karnataka match in the same group uh, uh, watching so many finer moments from 
close quarters was uh, pretty good like uh, how to say i mean teams uh, re- reacting to adverse situations on the field and how proactive are the captains and fielders and how crucial can simple moments in in the game actually be uh, pick, the importance of picking your catches seeing all these uh, all these from a fine seated midwicket was fine indeed fun perfect all right so before amol takes you guys through a deep dive of what the group scenarios look like and how the teams have performed and what you can expect from round 3 how was your watching experiences guys because a lot of us including me were following the coverage of the ranji trophy based on what individual reporters were saying including you guys people from other publications what was your reporting experience like given that it's just you guys sitting and watching the games now besides match officials uh yeah it's been great great to be back at uh, ranji trophy venue i mean these are not the most you know sophisticated press boxes or you don't have a lot of depends it varies depending on the associations some associations provide you with a scorer or at least you get to sit next to a scorer but otherwise you have to at other places you have to depend on the bcca app and how quick the ipad scoring is actually going on to find out because you don't get to know a lot of these players you don't know unless until you track the team from your home state things like that so way you you're based out of so it's been a challenge but it's also something that you're used to it by now and it's been fun so it's great that bcc has finally allowed uh, reporters to you know cover these games and it's actually a very these are the games that actually need to be covered more than your international matches that, that's obviously there on every single platform in terms of video and everything but and I, I i'm not trying to put name drop or anything but this is something national selectors actually rely on reporters us you know get them to let them know what's happening because the five selectors and if there are international commitment there are only about three selectors who are at these venues so even the national selection committee depends on reporters and match reports from the newspapers to actually know keep track of what's happening and to know to know who's performing who's doing well how even some, something as basic as someone he might not perform but if a national cricketer comes back to ranji trophy they want to know whether he uh, say a bowler bowled 20 overs his fitness status is revealed whether the performance aside the fitness whether he's on the field for the whole day whether he's able to bat long innings able to bowl long spells and things like that so yeah these are some of the my observations amol you have anything to add here not much but uh, at some level i feel that uh, with the ranji trophy returning after two years and uh, a lot of the smaller teams i'd say those who don't have the so called as we call it in domestic cricket setup the days cricket at such not not many of the smaller teams play any days cricket so they have been deprived of any uh, decent two day or three day games for most of the last two years so they are kind of exposed which is a lot on the expected lines but that's where i thought uh, i was fortunate to witness goa springing almost springing a surprise as goa conventionally has been among those also runs in domestic cricket but they gave themselves uh, the best chance to actually uh, make their presence felt on the big stage it didn't happen but that was actually good to see something that some many of these smaller teams haven't really been able to do why don't you guys take us through what the performances have been like and what the results have been like in like a group by group fashion and so that we can sort of understand where the tournament is heading to from here fair enough uh, possibly what we can do guys uh, if you all are okay with it we can just uh, go through group by group and rather than talking about what happened in the last week we can just focus uh, the importance of the next round it's like 
it's going to be the last round yes it's only the third round of ranji trophy but this time around it's going to be the last round of the league stage so that way most of the groups are still wide open uh, in fact correct me if i'm wrong uh, any of you none of the groups is actually sealed as such no team correct. like yeah, yeah. the qualification yeah, it's very difficult to find one winner already right right so uh, in that sense if we can just start off with the played group uh, and uh, then we can just z- try and actually present a scenario scenario for each of the nine groups so who any takers lalit do you want to start with the plate yeah the plate group uh, after two, the two rounds uh, which stands with nagaland on top with 13 points uh, and manipur is second with 10 points uh, so they are clearly the favorites heading uh, into the next round and yeah uh, bihar uh, manipur will be facing sikkim in the third round matches uh, while arunachal will be taking on bihar and mizoram will be facing nagaland so uh, nagaland and as a, a better chance with mizoram and arunachal being the poor performers in the uh, initial rounds uh, nagaland uh, seems to be a favorite to seal the top spot with an, another outright win Yeah, exactly as in if nagaland uh, win outright anyway whatever happens to manipur and bihar becomes redundant in that sense uh, thanks lalit uh, let's move to the elite uh, let's let's go the other way around elite group h we'll start off with uh, deepak raghav's home team group deepak what's up what's in store in guwahati three teams have a chance i believe ah uh... technically mathematically there are four, all four teams have a chance uh, though uh, the fourth team delhi uh, one of the heavyweights in cricket have the least i mean the lowest probability of uh, qualification so the the thing is very simple chatisgarh are the leaders of this group seven points from three two games they play delhi and in case chatisgarh wins outright the outcome of the jharkhand tamil nadu match becomes irrelevant uh, the most likely scenario if delhi you know, lives up to its billing and uh, if delhi takes a first innings lead or wins outright against chatisgarh the team between jharkhand and tamil nadu who takes the outright I mean, who takes the first innings lead goes through that's the simple scenario if you want me to go into a slightly convoluted i can explain that as well uh, i think uh, we'll ask our uh, listeners to <laughs> get to your twitter timeline over the next four days and read your reports on sports are and the hindu to get to know the intricacies uh, yeah. just just yeah. as a clarification for all our listeners who may be confused this time around it's going to be a group of four for the elite and only one team goes through plate is also a group of uh, six teams but each team gets three and the topper goes through to the pre quarter finals so that's why uh, it's getting so complex uh, in the last round of the league stage because every team has only three games uh, like i mentioned it was group h was deepak raghav's tamil nadu my first love maharashtra uh, are in group g for a change they are leading the points table <laughs> in at the end of the second round but it's maharashtra we are referring to that group it's quite simple assam are out of contention maharashtra uttar pradesh and vidarbha are in with a chance only two points separate maharashtra who is topping the group and vidarbha who is placed at the third position maharashtra and uttar pradesh play next it's simple uh, if maharashtra win outright then maharashtra go through vidarbha will have to hope 
for uh, i first of all winning their match easily against assam either 6 or 7 points 7 points you get when you earn a bonus point which is for either an innings win or a, a win by 10 wickets so if vidarbha has to win outright it has to hope for maharashtra and uttar pradesh to be a draw simple as simple as that for uttar pradesh if they beat maharashtra they have to hope that vidarbha doesn't earn a bonus then uttar pradesh have a chance to go through i know uh, many of you will get confused with regard to it but if you follow the what's happening on a daily basis over the next four days you can come back to this conversation at any point in time so that you'll get to know a better uh, scenario as such uh, let's let's move on to uh, group f lalit uh, punjab himachal haryana tripura again three teams uh, yeah. who don't have to take flights that's how it was planned anyway they're playing in delhi over to you lalit yeah so uh, punjab uh, leads the group with 10 points and himachal is on the on the tail with 8 haryana also has a small chance with uh, after having only 3 points in the first two matches uh, so punjab plays the bottom ranked tripura next and all they need to do is uh, get an outright win uh, while himachal and haryana will face off and himachal would have to get an outright win and hope that punjab slips up Uh, an unlikely unlikely scenario against tripura perfect uh, deepak uh, group e one of the most open groups as such wherein there was no clear favorite uh, at the start of the tournament and uh, uttarakhand seems to have sprung a surprise yes uh, uttarakhand one of the new entrants into ranji trophy recently as recently as 2016 or 17 only they came into the fold and uh, they one outright in both their matches i think uh, uttarakhand takes on uh, rajasthan if i'm not wrong andhra oh andhra okay sorry so then i think it's a very simple thing i think uttarakhand uh, just needs three points to seal their berth i think uh, the only way uttarakhand may not qualify is if they either lose or just take a First in uh, they lose they don't get get the first in three they get one point and Rajasthan gets an outright win but even in that case I believe uh, they will head uh, edge on head to head so Uttarakhand runaway favorites for this time at this time right moving on to Group D where uh, it's being played in Ahmedabad where I am in so bear with me for the next few seconds folks uh, it's it's a close call. Mumbai, Saurashtra, Orissa, Goa. Two teams are in with a chance. Mumbai and Saurashtra, as expected. Uh, Mumbai are playing Orissa and Saurashtra are playing Goa. To begin with, Saurashtra has to hope that they get seven points and Mumbai doesn't get seven, right? If if this doesn't work, then the group is sealed. Mumbai go through. The only option is the other option that Saurashtra has to hope for that it wins outright and Mumbai does not win outright. but that's uh, highly unlikely uh, with the conditions over here the kind of pitches we have seen uh, pulling off a draw becomes uh, very difficult for a team like orissa and uh, so for for mumbai it's simple if they win outright they are almost there because even though it boils down to quotient because this is a unique group wherein head to head will not matter because it was a draw between bombay and saurashtra so in that situation uh, i think quotient at least at the start of the round mumbai have a better quotient than uh, saurashtra 
but i think it's it's highly unlikely that we'll get there as if if saurashtra can have goa under the mat uh, so can mumbai when it comes to orissa so in that scenario i think uh, highly unlikely scenario that this group will be decided on quotient whether it it pans out that way we'll have to see but uh, the other point is a lot of people especially on social media are talking about the absence of yashasvi jaiswal i would be surprised if he gets a game in the last league game anyway uh amul uh, just before we leave this group uh, just a clarification for our listeners uh, you spoke about mumbai and saurashtra ending up on similar points and ocean you know coming ahead of head to head is that because the mumbai saurashtra game was a drawn one had there been a result in that head to head would have taken precedence right yes exactly the playing conditions specify that the head to head scenario comes in the equation only when a team has beaten the other here mumbai and saurashtra have drawn a game out in the ranji trophy parlance mumbai have beaten saurashtra on first innings but the playing conditions do not account a draw in the head to head scenario so in that unlikely event it will boil down to the quotient okay uh, let's move on to group c lalit uh, in his maiden yep. ranji trophy coverage season It's all yours, Lalit. So Karnataka has somehow managed to take the lead after the second round. Uh, they stand at nine points, and Jammu are at uh, six. Uh, so Karnataka faces uh, Pondicherry, the debutants uh, in the elite group, uh, who is already out of contention. Uh, while JNK takes on Railways, so the equation is pretty simple for Karnataka. They need a uh, uh, an outright win would seal the deal for them. While uh, JNK should uh, get an outright win and also hope that puducherry is, is able to surprise karnataka this is uh, i think it's a very simple situation karnataka take on minos here so i, I just wanted to say in case in the unlikely scenario of jammu and kashmir karnataka ending up on 12 points that's the only way they will end up on the similar points i think karnataka will still go through because of it as a plus that's what to yeah yeah i am sure many of our listeners are still confused about what is this head to head quotient i am sure lavanya and her colleagues uh, in our social media team will pull out the play, convert the playing conditions into a placard <laughs> with, uh, around the time of the start of the last round uh, i know uh, sorry lavanya i am invading into your space i know shayan acharya has joined us finally he was a little late to join in he would be gunning to go for group b which has bengal in it but shayan will have to keep you waiting uh, deepak lalit who wants to take group b bengal hyderabad are the only two teams with a chance actually only hyderabad can challenge for that matter i think yeah uh, bengal i think bengal plays uh, uh, chandigarh right so i think that it could be a close one because uh, from what we see both baroda and hyderabad have lost a game so that it, both matches could have an outright result there so i think it's all to play for but bengal definitely will hold the edge considering they are playing chandigarh in the final game yeah so all that uh, bengal has to avoid actually is to lose the game even if one yeah. on the basis of head to head they'll go through uh, the one point is all they need correct yeah. right so the last group that we have lalit it was actually from my perspective it was supposed to be the group of death it has become yes. uh, a sort of uh, only a two way race now despite meghalaya being in group a 
uh, it was actually uh, supposed to be a tricky group with madhya pradesh kerala and gujarat three decent outfits uh, club together but uh, we seem to be heading for a sort of a uh, one versus one the group d sort of a scenario wherein two teams are playing Knockout, yes. two less lesser fancy teams in the group right uh, with uh, kerala and uh, sealing a sensational chase against gujarat uh, they have managed to jump up to 13 points as well like, alongside madhya pradesh uh, so it's a virtual knockout for them whoever manages to have the edge on over the next four days uh, will go through to the next round right so finally we have a scenario wherein the last round at least one last round is a direct direct face off between the two teams for a place in the knockouts we'll obviously discuss more about it but before uh, we wrap up the ranji segment i want both of you to actually uh, tell us as to the the most exceptional performance or performances that you witnessed or you thought that it deserves a mention to the domestic cricket listener if i am going for the first over rounds obviously yash dul the under 19 captain scoring a century in each innings despite i mean leave out of pitch conditions bowling attacks everything but for a young first class debutant to score centuries in each innings is a great sign and uh, it's something that should you know uh, all the viewers of making the next great someone making the great it's a great thing for indian cricket as well that someone who came from under 19 has made a strong start in his first class career and similarly another person that i i saw highlights of was jharkhand fast bowler shushant mishra left arm seamer he was he played under 19 a couple of years back he on debut uh, against chatisgarh he he got a five wicket haul within eight overs he got a five wicket haul is someone who can swing the ball who can swing it at pace at 140 that it's not something you get to see a lot in domestic cricket so it's a genuinely exciting time and i'm excited to see shushant mishra bowl tomorrow in the match against tamil nadu we are indrajit the two back to back centuries for tamil nadu as well so he is someone who we have to watch out for whether he makes it three yeah yeah indrajit is finally living up to his promise of in terms of consistency not in yes. terms of overall numbers lalit yeah so uh, from the matches that i've been able to uh, follow uh, i think uh, prasid krishna is one once again going to be a key player to watch out for in this uh, third round especially uh, after the time he came into the squad uh, karnataka was in a desperate uh, position uh, to seal the outright win and he was able to chip in at the right time uh, continuing his form from the odis against west indies Uh, and i feel he's been able to revel once again as that uh, kind of hit, hit the deck bowler uh, i mean from whatever little footage was uh, uh, on offer uh, from that six wicket spell uh, i think he's well on co- course to become uh, i mean join mohammed siraj as a massive component in india's uh, red ball attack uh, alongside shami and bumrah going forward uh, and one another mention that uh, I, i would like to make is about uh, kerala's opener rohan kundamal uh, it's been a terrific uh, start to his career uh, three successive first class runs the first from the state to do it and uh, some of the shots during that chase the 214 chase in 36 or 37 overs uh, it, it was simply exceptional there were a couple of uh, inside out shots that he played over cover uh, over the cover region it was an absolute delight to watch 
Right. Uh, I am just going to pick uh, Shams Mulani because thanks to the uh, super facilities that we have out there, I could barely watch other games because then I would have had to miss out on uh, the action in the ground. So uh, Shams Mulani, I know for the last three years, he has been around. He has even led Bombay in uh, Vijay Hazare this time around. But for the sheer fact that despite uh, being Mumbai's highest wicket taker in its last ranger of his season, yes, it was a mediocre season, but still he was the last highest wicket taker. Uh, he just has to deal with this uh, most, in fact, some of the selectors, some of the uh, former captains, those who uh, the typical Mumbai connoisseurs, they still keep calling and asking, Are, but why is he there? He is a white ball bowler. For him to emerge as the highest wicket taker after the first two rounds and with two successive uh, 10 wicket match halls, he has just uh, put all the doubts to rest. And I feel I am not uh, being a typical Mumbai journalist. I am not saying that he is made for greater heights and all. But even if he does not elevate to the next level, I am sure Mumbai have got a reliable all-rounder for a long time. Again, uh, another prolific performer in domestic cricket, uh, left-arm spinner Shahbaz Nadim of Jharkhand. He's again taken another 10 wickets. He has close to 500 first-class wickets. He has done... I mean, he's very unlucky. He was part of the India-England series. He played one this match. Then once Jadeja Nakshar Patel came, he's out of favour. And he's doing... He's back to doing what he does best, which is pick back full of wickets in domestic cricket. So, we'll see how it goes tomorrow for him as well. He's already started his... Ranji, Ranji season strongly, about 13-15 wickets in two matches so far, including yeah. two five-wicket halls in the last match. Exactly. Key, and key reason, reason Jharkhand won against Delhi, he took a couple of crucial wickets towards the last in the last session of the match. Because Delhi was cruising towards victory, 289 for five, 35 40-odd runs to score with five wickets. They lost 30 wickets, 30 runs for five wickets. And Nadim picked up two or three in that. Wonderful. And not because Shayan is waiting in the wings, but uh, purely because uh, of their performance, I have to uh, mention here the performance of Bengal's pace trio. Most of them, they're, they're not really pacers. Two of them are swingers, but uh, they just seem to have carried on from where they left two years ago. After two years for a pace unit to be as consistent as they were earlier for a full season, it's, it's really heartening to see. And uh, I know, uh, despite all of us being the domestic cricket lovers, some of the listeners, we are trying to convert them into domestic cricket lovers. So enough of this for now. We can just throw it back to Lavanya to discuss more interesting stuff. You're never going to let that line go, are you? For those who don't understand that reference, please check out Amol's taunts from the previous episode. Uh, but I mean, since you guys were bringing up uh, performances, we've got a lot of exhaustive copies about some of these players. Um, all of our reporters who are at each of these venues have actually managed to catch up with some of them or just written features on what they've seen uh, from what these players have played, be it Shams Mulani, be it Rohan Kunamal, be it any of these players who have performed really well. Please make sure you head over to the domestic cricket section on the Sportstar website where you can catch up with all of these things. There's a complete rundown of what's happened in the first and second round of the Ranji Trophy. There's exhaustive previews for these round of games as well. A lot of the reporters covering some of the ma- these matches are not with us in this episode, but that shouldn't stop you from going and keeping up with the updates that they bring. If following all of them on Twitter is too much of a task for you, no problem. We've got a live blog running for each round of the Ranji Trophy, which brings 
all of these updates together in one space. So you can check out all of these things on the Sportstar website. Um, I don't know if, like, I not to stray or not to go back to the Ranji Trophy, but like another story that really caught a lot of people or rather just tugged at a lot of people's hearts was that of Vishnu Solanki for what it's worth. Massive hats off to actually manage to come and play and do well for your team and stick on despite losing both his baby daughter and his father. So I don't know if Vishnu listened to this, but yeah, our thoughts are with you and well done. Yeah, and Lavanya, on that note, I just want to mention one thing. Yaar. Vishnu Solanki is one of those unsung heroes. He has been doing really well for Baroda uh, for a, for more than a few seasons now. But uh, for him to actually get into the headlines for such a tragedy was actually sad for a domestic cricket purist. But again, like you said, for, it's, it's just for him to actually come over after losing his daughter and then to persist with the match finish the match when he got the news of uh, as in these are some of the obstacles that uh, as in it just underlines that how pro all these domestic cricketers are that's where we are heading towards they, you may not actually uh, see them in contention for international cricket at any time but that doesn't stop them from going through the grind from being truly professional and that's actually one of the uh, uh, signs uh, of where as, as one of the signs of where Indian cricket has moved along over the last few years and that's why we see such pros at the highest level as well Absolutely and I really hope he's getting at least the help and support that he requires it is difficult to work when you have so much happening on the personal side so thoughts with him thoughts with all of these players actually it's not easy to play when you have like a bio bubble and you have all of these things happening around you it's not easy to play so massive props to all of these players. And you can, of course, keep up with all of their stories on the Sportstar website. All of these guys are going out and actually speaking to them and keeping up with their lives and their careers and what they're doing in the Ranji Trophy. So do make sure you catch up with that. While we're talking about lives and difficulty playing and just a hard match time, we cannot not talk about the IPL, which is again back. It feels like it just got done some two, three months ago. I can see a slight hint of dread in Lalit's face because Lalit's like our back-end man for the IPL. He used to set up all of the stuff that you guys will then go and consume in the run-up to the tournament. And that's also on his head right now. So he's juggling multiple things while he covers the Ranji games as well. But when we talk about the IPL, we can't not involve Shyan. Thanks for joining us. I know it's a hard work day on desk. But can you tell us, just like brush us up with what's happening on the IPL front this week? We know the season is back on March 26th. Yeah, I mean, uh, the season is back on March 26th. Goes on for two months. Madness happening all around, like, you know, everywhere. Lots to, lots of cricket, lots of action, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, the news uh, as we uh, talk is that uh, about 25% of fans are, are likely to be allowed for the at least for the first stage of the first phase of the thing which is in mumbai and mumbai navi mumbai and obviously pune so there are obviously as we all know the four four grounds that have been uh, shortlisted which will be hosting the tournament uh, the wankhede stadium the Brabant stadium uh, navi mumbai dy patel stadium and of course the one in uh, mca stadium in gahunje pune so um, as of now obviously the 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 bcci officials had a meeting with the uh, maharashtra's Minister Aditya Thakre today. So, and uh, obviously some of the uh, MC officials were also there. So it has been discussed that how to go about it, the basic planning, government is, uh, you know, uh, given full support, assurance. So yeah, the tournament is finally happening. It's happening here. So, and uh, 
just the other day some of the bcci guys we were talking to even including uh, the treasurer harun dhawal was very optimistic that finally the tournament is coming back to uh, the country which is uh, in terms of both the you know for the bcci and also for the franchises it's a win win situation because after going at i mean holding it twice in uae and the kind of investment the kind of money that everything had to be done to put together you know the a show a tournament which originates from india is back in india and that that can't be anything you know better than that so yes uh, while we are at the you know uh, ranji trophy and all our eyes on are on that slowly and steadily the 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 work for ipl has also started teams will uh, mostly arrive in mumbai i mean start arriving in mumbai uh, and uh, this about by the second one by by 8th or 9th or 10th Uh, of march and then get into the bubble and you know the the so called natural procedure will start absolutely and uh, we hear that kkr csk is the first match so the first match obviously is uh, the the winners defending champions and the you know uh, the runners up they they they, uh, they take on each other i mean uh, if if all goes well the the fixture should be out in a day or two i mean the complete fixture and uh, if 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 everything goes according to plan even though there'll be no official confirmation till we head to the last stage of the thing is that uh, the qualifiers will be held in uh, ahmedabad and uh, the women's exhibition matches will be held in pune this is how things are for now but uh, obviously let's see i mean we'll have to wait for the formal fixtures and of course more, uh, another important point is we are having 12 uh, double headers this time around so that is uh, obviously where then i mean the details has to be uh, will only be you know available once we have the final fixtures but yes that's the figure as of now when chayan said the schedule will be out in a day or two lalit it's, it's like the lights went out of his face i can understand I would, we can only hope that it comes at a godly hour this time not like at 10 when we're winding up our shift fingers crossed uh, don't don't be surprised don't be surprised yeah, <laughs> yeah fingers crossed that that doesn't happen uh but sticking with uh men's cricket we've also had the india sri lanka t20 series that's gotten done with and i i don't want to say as expected but india quite predictably finished a 3-0 whitewash over sri lanka which shreyas ayer really taking the opportunity that he was given to shine and he walked away with the player of the series shine you were there watching the games one i i i speak for a lot of people in the team when i say that a lot of us were jealous that you got to watch the game at dharmshala with the kind of views that you got to see but can you just give us a rundown of the series as well since we're wrapping everything up this week yeah see i mean uh, like you said the people were jealous even i didn't expect that it'll be at least you know any game okay because when we when i traveled to dharmshala there were predictions there were forecasts that you know it will be the first match will definitely be a washout because there were 90% of run predictions and sunday was a bright day so i mean i mean, even though the fans i mean very very interesting there are a lot of fans and you know that over the weekend most of the hotels were booked even though there was a 50% uh, crowd capacity but a lot of fans were actually traveled to from delhi chandigarh i met a few of them from amritsar so people actually traveled and so that you know whoever got a ticket on the first match there was a first match the yeah, others obviously stayed back for the sunday match so people are also very really not be really sure okay, whether the match will be happening not happening but yes it is clear sky and i mean two back to back games in dharamshala without a spell of shower is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a great thing and uh, as a ritual that hpca official somebody does is they offer that prayers to the rain god local rain god so i mean their prayers were answered but yeah coming back to cricket i i think uh, this sri lankan team 
uh, I mean, it, it is really sad that you know this is also Sri Lanka team because you know the transition phase is uh, taking a lot of time because uh, you know what is happening is in the I mean the team is uh, is 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 revolving around a two a maximum two or three names. I mean it's a, it's a it's come on it's a eleven member team. I mean we you have players like a. You know, I mean, how 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 much can how, how much can your uh, middle I mean, tail enders and how much can your uh, openers do? You have to have a middle order. Mid middle order completely. You know, they were never in the game. Okay, and 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 as expected, India obviously had the conditions better. India read the conditions better. India's talent, the players performed. You know, as expected, Shreyasai was phenomenal, no doubt about it. Rohit Sharma obviously didn't have a, he had a decent start in Lucknow, but in the hills. He obviously failed to fire, but then that didn't have an impact because when when Shreyashayar with that back to and three uh, you know three back to back fifties, obviously I mean it was always India's game and obviously Ravindra Jadeja one one shouldn't be forgetting. So overall the team effort went in India's favor, which which Sri Lanka failed to you know I mean they were never in the game. Like okay one of the I, I feel so sad for the captain Danu I mean Shanaka uh, Dasun Shanaka he was he was good he was very good but. Then come on, it's it's not a one-man show. You can't win a game with you. It's it's a team game. I mean, you can't win a game just based on one one individual brilliance. It doesn't work this way. So if you are 40 for 40 for five in almost every game, you can't bounce back and expect. Okay, I mean, I'll put a 140 or 145 and then we win a match. But yes, having said that, I was surprised that Sri Lanka failed to defend that one that you know that huge total that they put on the on the second second uh, T20. But yeah, that shows where the very difference is. There's a huge, huge difference between the two teams. And uh, let's be honest, I mean, Sri Lanka was not a match to India. So it's like, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Lalit, Amol, Deepak, did you guys get any time at all to watch what was happening with India-Sri Lanka? I did, I did. And uh, my only little observation was uh, India was up against a team that finished the series even before they had gotten rid of the jet lag. So... No surprises in terms of results. Fair enough. But if you guys haven't caught up with these games, you'll definitely pay attention to the two tests coming up after this in Mohali and in Bangalore. Uh, Mohali also happens to be Virat Kohli's 100th test. Um, And the big update this week has been, despite the original decision to not allow fans because of the election time that's happening there, we now have a 50% capacity allowance at Mohali. And uh, one of our colleagues from the fraternity, Venkat, had tweeted that now the bigger challenge for Mohali would be to actually fill 50%. And uh, what do you guys make of just these developments? In a matter of a week, there was such a hue and cry on social media about this game not having audiences and it being such a big milestone. Of course, the conspiracy theorists had a field day, field week. But what do you make of just the fact that fans are going to be allowed and there's, I mean, for what it's worth, it also throws so many people's plans up in the air, right? Because on Twitter, there was this person who said they had already booked their tickets for the Mohali game and then they had to cancel because this allowance was taken off. And now when you go back and check, tickets are like 9,000, 10,000. How, how do you even manage to go here? So what do you just make of the sudden decision to overturn? Do you have any thoughts about it? Do you wish you were there to watch the game? Thoughts? Uh I'll just say this. This is just another episode of how poorly BCCA treats its fans, looks at fans and paying spectators. It This is the only cricket board. The richest cricket board doesn't have a home season, a set home season, proper uh, scheduling of online tickets much advanced. I understand COVID is a different thing, but even then, 
this is not surprising from how we actually treat our paying spectators. This is just another episode, a different way of dealing with poorly treating uh, spectators in this country. Amol, thoughts? Uh, not really surprising. I know it's a win-win for all BCCI says, yes, uh, we made it happen. Punjab Cricket Association say, uh, because we were willing, finally, they were forced to do it. Fans say, come what may, when it, especially when it comes to Twitter and all, all social media platforms, come what may, fans were anyway saying it happened because of me, whatever happens. So I think it's a real win-win for all, but I'm really curious. If Shayanda can actually spell out what made BCCI change its mind or uh, as in, was it actually the BCCI who was preventing it from happening? What was it, Shayan? But I don't think it's just BCCI's decision because, because as far as BCCI is concerned, I don't think that the guidelines came from them. I think I, I have a feeling, I, I'm not sure about this 100%, but I think there was some, some communication gap in between. Whether it was from BCCI's end, from... PCA's end that that we have to figure it out as the you know day pro I mean as I, the thing progresses, but yesterday why why am I telling you this is yesterday I had a word with the PCA president uh, Mr Rajinder Gupta and I asked him that what was the reason because I we did a story also we quoted him there so he said okay there might might have been something okay now it's sorted so what there might have been something nobody knows I mean but but it also doesn't look good if a uh, if a state association secretary goes on record and says oh because of COVID and two days later you're allowing fans then what happens with the COVID protocols that that means there's no COVID in two days it's over so I think there's some communication gap because as, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, what I've heard is that BC, I mean, the dictate was not from BCCI as was being reported earlier that, you know, BCCI didn't want them and all that. I think there was some communication gap in between who's to be blamed. That's for, for later. But yeah, a good. The best part of it is, you know, fans are being allowed. There will be fans when uh, Virat Kohli take, you know, plays his 100 tests and nothing can get very bigger than this. And Lavanya, as you were saying, I think uh, this afternoon, just out of curiosity, I was checking the tickets if they are available. Uh, you'd be happy to know that that season tickets, which cost around about two thousand a day, I mean that, that those are all sold out. I couldn't find them, at least online. Okay, but uh, but obviously the number of tickets are also very less because there's some quota and you know this X Y Z. So obviously even put together some anyway the the number of tickets that were issued in public were anyway less. So two thousand rupees ticket in today afternoon I couldn't find. I think only one or two are left, and by the time I wanted to book it, it was all gone. But yes, the 500 and 1000 rupees tickets are there. Or yes, it yes. was there till the, when I Tickets checked. are there, but will we get leave to go and watch? That is the big question. You Mass can't. bunk if we do, our editor listening will drop our heads right there. The center stage for all of this is of course Virat Kohli and that 100th test. Do you think he'll get a 71st century in this game? I had to, sorry, couldn't resist. We have to run a poll, I think. Uh, how many runs will he get? We can do a prediction over here, all five of us. Yeah, go on, go on. Why don't you start, bro? First, this uh, first innings will be seventy-first innings before after his last test run. Damn, that's a stat. It'll be fun if he gets his seventy-first. Then, just for the sake of the numbers. So it's going to be uh, all about seventy-first, not hundred, is it? Seventy-first international cricketer to appear yes, in hundred yeah, test 100%. matches. In quest of 71st, in its 71st innings, well done, Lalit. No, but seriously, how much do you think he'll score in this game? 
assuming india will bat only one innings uh, 23 my gosh okay lalit what do you think uh, in his recent run at least against sri lanka was pretty good like two double hundreds in his last four innings uh i can at least expect a 50 plus score not talking about that 100 deepak what do you think 71st 100 coming not coming uh i'm not sure and i'm not focusing much on that i'll be interesting to see who's playing for number 3 for india number 3 and number 5 is more i think i'll skip the number 4 part here don't deviate like shayanda you were <laughs> asked about your prediction about virat kohli's score in his 100 test match ah uh, that's why i said uh, okay he won't get it because is this your way of not jinxing it is that what this is no 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 i have no stakes in this so ah uh, i'm not sure he's going to get 100 here i think the openers and the number 3 are going to score most of it you just had to utter one word deepak okay <laughs> number <laughs> number ha how many will make 65 thank you thank 65. you 65 shayan yeah. what about you what do you think i th- i think anywhere between uh, you know 56 to 67 68 like that Maybe none of you guys think he can score that hundred award. Why is that? So that no, it doesn't no, come no, back. No, no, yeah, we have you. You must be missing one of our dear panelists, Vijay sir. He has already tweeted it out that one unfinished business is there, the three hundred. So he's already thought that it'll be a three hundred. So it's okay. In Bangalore, he will score a hundred. Is my prediction. Okay, but are you sure? Because there's a pink ball test. The his last ask... his last ten turn came in a pink ball test. So yes. good good stats mm so clearly the copies are getting ready <laughs> that's what this means started acts so that sort of rounds up everything that's been happening on the international front for the men um but there's another uh, tournament that's going to be starting this weekend and that's going to go on for another month as well which is the women's odi world cup uh we're finally through with the warm up games india has played two games they've won both games one was a close match a two run win against south africa and the other was quite a hefty 81 run win against west indies um obviously like a lot has been spoken in the run up to this tournament at least as far as india is concerned given that we've spoken about their combinations we've spoken about poor form poor fielding how they've gotten over some of those things their selection a lot of this has been spoken about so just in the sort of the games that you've seen if any of you have managed to catch any of these games what do you sort of make of some of these teams going into the world cup who do you fashion as your favorites it's difficult to it's difficult to uh, predict what is going to happen but i think india is a good team that's no doubt about it uh, yes uh, it revolves around two senior very senior cricketers perhaps playing their last uh, world cup perhaps uh, uh, but you know but having said that the team has a good balance okay there are there are there are uh, perceptions that okay uh, there are some players who are very inexperienced which is correct but then these are your opportunities a world cup can actually you know uh, this is your opportunity and they should feel lucky that right? because they are there they are getting an opportunity to show showcase their talent to the world and i think that gives india the edge some of the untested figures are there around along with a bunch of young a bunch of very talented and very seasoned cricketers because see i mean uh, if a team has a mithali raj and a julian goswami in one team no matter what i mean i'm not even going to their age 
that brings in a loads of experience i mean in, in a tournament like this you need that okay why do you need the 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 uh, uh, you know that 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 youth of a uh, richa ghosh you know that that finish of a uh, smriti mandhana or a harmanpreet kaur you also need the experience there somebody who can you know calm the team down who can actually tell them how to approach the thing so i hope they have learnt the mistakes from from the previous outings against new zealand and i hope that you know since they're there for a long longer period of time they are now pretty well accustomed to the conditions and uh, good thing is harmanpreet kaur is finally back in form I, I, at least it looks like so so no it's 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 a good sign i know it's a cliche but it's actually one of the most open world cups when it comes to the women's world cup uh on paper at the start of the tournament uh, six teams are in clear contention to be in the semis something that's not happened all surrender women's cricket because of uh, the limitations of it every world cup virtually there are four clear favorites to make it to the semi finals which is not the case right now and that's where uh, india will be stretched to first make it to the semis okay if they can actually do that they have the advantage of uh, like shayon said uh, having prepared in new zealand there are no excuses in terms of exposure lack of uh, training and all that okay they are there they should be able to make it whether they can i don't know but in in terms of overall tournament i see uh, i i seriously feel that it's going to be either australia or new zealand will walk away with the trophy this time around not counting on england at all not really but uh, you are uh, as a new we only fake that we follow women's cricket you actually follow it uh, what's your take australia all the way it'll be a surprise if they don't win it's their world cup to lose but new zealand like you said they have a lot going for them home conditions might just might just work in their favor and they've been in good nick ahead of the world cup so we might just see them pulling off something special but what i'd actually like to see is a team like say pakistan which has had two good games in the warm up i know warm ups don't really you can't really decide a team's campaign depending on how they've played in the warm up but it's promising signs from both their batters and bowlers so if they can actually manage a few good games and at least give them a little bit of a competition getting through to those semi final slots that would make for some really good cricket but there is a reason we're not diving deep into this because we've got a dedicated space where we will be discussing the women's world cup and just updates for you every day which is our women's podcast that's not just a man's world you can check that out i'll make the link available for you in the description of this podcast we have uh, daily updates from the world cup from all of the matches we'll have a small recap for you of all the games plus we'll catch up with um colleagues from the fraternity ex players when possible and bring you all of the latest from this edition of the ODI World Cup also the sports star magazine this week is completely dedicated at least the cover story is dedicated to the women's world cup so you can check that out that's written by suda shah uh, we also have a piece where shine tells us um, the stars from this world cup to look forward to so if your if this is your opening to women's cricket then that's a good sort of a piece to check out so do make sure you check out this edition of sports star and you can subscribe and get get your hands on a copy as well so guys we've discussed ranji we've discussed international cricket we've discussed ipl virat's 100th test 71st century and the world cup um lalit amol deepak can you guys tell us where you're heading to for the ranji trophy in the third round are you guys covering matches which matches are you going to be covering so our listeners can probably just go and give you a quick follow to figure out what's happening there 
Yeah, uh, I'll be covering the Tamil Nadu versus Jharkhand game in Kauhati at the Nehru Stadium. Uh, the Delhi Chhattisgarh game will be live on Hotstar, is what I think, because the first two matches from that venue was live. So you can catch the likes of Pradeep Sangwa and Ishan Sharma if he plays. It'll be interesting to see how many overs Ishan Sharma goes as well. We talk about Rahane and Tindara. Keep an eye out for Ishan Sharma as well there. He bowled only very few overs, hardly 10 overs, 10 to 15 overs across two innings in the last match. So let's see whether the Richan plays and if he plays, how many overs he bowls in the match against Chhattisgarh for Delhi. That will be live on Hotstar. Thank you. Amol, where are you headed? I would be uh, primarily watching Mumbai versus Orissa at Narendra Modi uh, Stadium Ground B, which is right outside uh, the largest stadium in the world. And uh, if Mumbai match uh, tends to get slightly monotonous, I just have to walk across uh, like 200 to 300 meters, get to the lift uh, to the fifth floor from where I can watch Saurashtra's match also for a while. Nice. Lalit, are you covering any games this week? No, uh, I'll be back to the desk and uh, handling the blogs. Uh, so all of you who are interested in uh, knowing the latest updates of every match, you can tune in from 8 a.m. every day for the next four days. Perfect. And that's also a slight thing to you guys to give him updates on time so that he doesn't have to scramble around to figure out what's happening in the game. And a quick uh, note to the listeners, the games from Calcutta, Patak and Gauhati will start at 9 o'clock. So we'll be up early here in the eastern part of India. Yeah, fair enough. Also, Deepak, this is like a slight deviation, but there was this huge thing in Gauhati where... Um, a lot of football fans were protesting because the one place they have to play is now taken for Ranji. Have you heard or seen anything of it during your time there? Uh, not that I've heard of. Uh, but I don't think that that pitch is ideal for football. That's what I heard from speaking to someone. They said the football, they tried to make it a football thing, but it was not a great pitch for football as well. So now it's come back to the Assam Cricket Association. Mm-hmm. The, the ground is owned by the government of Assam. I think the sports association or sports body owns the ground, but the ACA has now uh, maintaining it again. Assam Cricket Association have their own new, new swanky stadium, big 40,000 stadium there, apart from this venue. Okay. So the context for this is basically when Ranji Trophy matches began there, there were protests happening in Guwahati saying the one space that we have to play has now been given over to Ranji without consulting stakeholders or players and you had ex-India players like Durga Boro and all joining these protesters and actually asking for better facilities or at least create a, a specific space for them to play. So that's another thing that we'll try and... But this was some... a former international venue actually. Yes. Yeah. The ground, the way the other matches, Nehru Stadium is a former international cricket ground. Mm-hmm. I guess so... it was multi or something. Yeah. So they've sort of spoken about how they've been plans to create multiple venues but that didn't happen and the one place they had was swiftly given away to Ranji, for what it's worth. There's, of course, a deeper um, story there, which we will try and bring for you, at least as far while our reporters are there. We'll try to do that. We'll try and speak to relevant people and try and get you that story. But it seems that we should probably call time on this episode. We've been chatting for over an hour now. Um, do make sure you follow all of the people on this podcast so that you can get your Ranji Trophy updates. Lalit, of course, will be on the blog and all the other cricket news from around the world from the IPL, from the World Cup, from our bilaterals will all be there on the Sportstar website. So all you need to do is log on to www.sportstar.thehindu.com to keep up. Amol is yawning and it's 9.30 in the night. So we're going to call it a day. 
good luck all of you have fun with your ranji matches and see you guys in the next episode of matchpoint paradox thanks for listening